It's a. Uh, it's something that'll change the world and human life as we know it. He knows. He's seen the light. When Monty talks, it's painful. <laughs> Monty, you have been so instrumental in uh, kind of pointing me in the right direction. <laughs> it was about um, looking at your character defects and spirituality. Uh, it, it's the integration of clinical practices with uh, the 12 steps. It's an absolute pleasure. He certainly knows a lot of people. Uh, he's got a lot of energy. And sometimes when you don't have so much energy, he picks you up and carries and you. And the Monty man there certainly helps. This is one of the places that is about the business of the solution. Views expressed on this special broadcast of the Take 12 radio show do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or its affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Now here's that guy who's getting less popular minute by minute, your host, The Monty Man. Well, greetings, everyone. I am your host, The Monty Man. This is the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show, and this is a special edition. We are continuing with our edited version of a previous show, a whole series, in fact, that we did back in 2015 on the promises of each of the 12 steps. This week, we pick up the conversation with my sponsor, Bruce H. and Marv R., and we are looking at the promises of step eight. Let's join the discussion now. Let's let's unpack this thing a little bit. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, the first one, step eight. There's one promise in here. Uh, it is. Um, it's on page seventy six. It's also in the twelve and twelve. It says, "If that degree of humility could enable us to find the grace by which such a deadly obsession could be banished, here's the promise. Then there must be hope." of the same result respecting any other problem we could possibly have. That is a loaded statement. There's a lot to that, isn't there, Bruce? There sure is. There, there sure is. Um, and so I'm going to share something with you guys, and Bruce and I talked about this uh, prior to the show. Uh, so those of you who are not of the Christian faith, hang in there with us, okay? Because I need to share this. Uh, when, When I experienced the miracle of the relationship I have today with Christ. When that happened to me, <clears throat> something changed in me. And I was able to apply and implement things I learned, my, my walk with the Lord and so forth, in not just recovery, for lack of a better term, but in a ton of areas of my life. And my walk, although not perfect, looked different. It just did. Um, it was a humbling experience, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I was one of those guys that there was an altar call, and I do not remember. I mean, I remember being moved in my spirit to a, to a, to a place that I can't even describe. But I don't remember getting out of my chair and going up to that altar and giving my life to Christ. All I know is I remember being at the altar and tears flowing down my face. But getting up from the chair and walking down, I have no recollection of that. That's just me. And I've always believed that probably that's because I had little to do with that. 
that 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 God drew me because I wasn't I didn't want to do that. I remember actually going to church that Sunday and and with an attitude because there was an evangelist. I'm I'm not going to buy into this garbage. I was fighting all the way, but something happened to me that day. And uh, so if I look at this, if that degree of humility could enable us to find, to enable me to find the grace by which such a deadly obsession, the alcoholism, could be banished, then there must be hope of the same result respecting to any other problem that I possibly could have. And that is true. That is true. So we were talking about that. That's my. That's how that kind of applied in my in my conversion experience, Bruce, you want to elaborate on that a little bit and how that kind of lines up with the AA experience and working this thing? Sure. If, if, if we've had that experience, like what you're talking about, we want to share that with other people so that yeah. our life looks different. So if we can have that degree of humility, which we find, you know, in the grace that this obsession has been relieved mm-hmm. and we've experienced that, well, then we'd want that to carry on, and we would go out and uh, hope with the hope we'd have the same results with other people. Now, watch what it is. God removed the obsession. Yes. God has to be involved in this. We have to go out and do this. We have to perform this. But that should be a driving force for us to do that yeah. instead of uh, let's get sober. Let's stay sober. That shouldn't be the reason we do this anymore. We should be doing it out of being relieved. And we hope that we get some relief by doing these other things, not just a selfish thing. You see what I mean? Oh, so you're, you're saying that we go out and, and we, we, we extend the hand that we talk about. Because of what's, because of what's been done, not, but, not because we want to stay sober. Yeah. I try to live out of the spiritual life for what Christ has done for me. And that's the same principle I think we're talking about here. Because the obsession has been removed. Try to start, start to live out of that. If you've experienced that... And you go out and you try to make your amends because of that. You'll have learned something about forgiveness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you, of what you've been forgiven for. So isn't it kind of a bait and switch? Because we, we hear, you know, well, if you will go out and do these things, if you will work with people, et cetera, you'll stay sober. But then we find out if we really investigate this, that staying sober is just a benefit of that. It's not the motivation for that. Most people. Well, not only that, but it can be very disappointing because if if you're not operating from the premise of the third step, there you go. In in this, you you come to your own end at some point in time because uh, you don't have that spiritual part going on. Uh, If you're just operating off uh, what the steps are saying. And just kind of flippantly, oh, I can do this, I can do that. And, and there's no real um, transformation in your spiritual mm. life. You're mm. going to come to your own end. 
at some point in time, and you're going to see that this is not enough on its own. Yeah, because you're going to be working on a uh, a very selfish and self-centered level. Yeah. I have to do this so I can experience life on life's terms. I hear that all the time. You're doing it, yeah, you're doing it for uh, selfish reasons. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so you haven't really opened that door. See, it's, it's about trying to... Something should have taken place by this time. You know, the first words, then there must be hope. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what hope is there? What, what are you talking about? Uh, I, at least it's been my experience without God. I don't have, I have nothing. There's no, only, there is no hope. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. Is, right. And everybody comes to their own end in their own unique situation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't want to dismiss the promise either. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. <laughs> but that is a, a promise is as a result of something. And if we're following the directions so far, it's a result of a relationship with our creator. It's not a result of how well I do something. Right? Yeah, it's like it says in that step five. Walking right? hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Yeah. So you... <laughs> yeah. Again, let's let's go right back down to it because it is packed, solid. You know, it says that what we're talking about here in, in the, the, the ninth step, he says, if you could find that, she says, the degree of humility could be enable us to find grace by which a deadly obsession. When you, you know, grace is God's unmerited favor. Right. And so God's removed this obsession. So remember here, I'll read you something out of steps eight and nine that will put it, I think puts it pretty clear. At the moment, we are trying to put our lives in order, but this is not an end in itself. Our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. Maximum service to God for what he's done and and, and to learn to put other people before ourselves, not be so selfish and self-centered. Now, you're cleaning up your side of the street, but... When you're actually working this program, Mm -hmm. it's like Marv says, it's because you've done these other steps and step three, and you're trying to be of service to him and not service to yourself. I don't hear anywhere in there it says the purpose of this is to maintain your sobriety. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Marv put it really well because he took it back to step three. Yeah. You know, I'd go all the way back to step one if you realized that you were hopeless and now you're you're not hopeless anymore, that this power has done something for you that you could never do. Mm-hmm. Well, then you would want to, uh, uh, your life would want to change, you know, and you'd have hope that uh, this thing could be done, you know, and that, that you could make amends to people. Something is going to look different. Exactly. You said it well. It's going to look different. Uh, you know, I, I, when I screw up in things daily, 
whether it's an attitude or 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 I say something I shouldn't or whether I, it disturbs me. It didn't disturb me before. Mm-hmm. I I said what I wanted to say. If you didn't like it, tough. But it disturbs me today. Mm-hmm. You know that one of the big part of the transformation. Yeah, it's like yeah. Bruce said on our last uh, uh, program that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad got it. My thought just went. <laughs> he just yeah, he did. <laughs> Um, it got on a horse and rode off. Yeah. Um, oh, God conscious. Oh, God conscious. When, yeah. when the commitment is made like you've made it, mm-hmm. then that's there. And you're aware. You're more aware of what's going on. At least for me, uh, I'm more aware. And it may take me a while to figure out, uh-oh, I screwed up, you know. But Right. But like you, I never used to think of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No. I just keep on going, you know. Mm-hmm. And here, here's and here's what's disturbing. I know people that that have experienced that change, that that process, that 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 psychic change we talk about in the book, that spiritual awakening. And now when they do certain things, it disturbs them, but they still don't change their behavior still isn't any different yeah we could be very uh um selfish with our our spirituality and yeah. the way we turn your mic a little bit there buddy. the way we employ it right you know it's it's uh it, it's things it i think it's something to be learned you know uh uh it's just not something that we do we have to learn to to live out of god's yeah. grace so so before we move on let me let me share something <clears throat> that I have <laughs> observed for a long time on social media. Um there's a lot of inappropriate physical gestures made on social media. <laughs> we have pictures of Mr. Rogers flipping people off. Of course it's photoshopped. We have people flipping people off right and left pictures and with funny slogans. One gentleman I posted a uh, a picture of Jesus, and it said it was on Easter, uh, and it said um, it said I got drunker than S H I T, and I woke up three days later in a cave, and I was like, <laughs> really, it, you know? I mean, there's all sorts of just really disgusting things that are posted. There's nothing new. Before social media, people were putting posters on their walls like that. You know, I mean, um, and, and so I, I, I mentioned to somebody because one of them showed up on my timeline on Facebook and I just privately messaged them and I said, I don't appreciate that. Please don't post those things on my <laughs> Facebook. And they got all huffy about it. Well, I'm sorry you got offended, you know, and, uh, you know, it was just, you know, <clears throat> so I posted a question out there. I, I said, do you enjoy, this is yes or no question, do you enjoy profanity or inappropriate gestures on social media? Do you enjoy that? Yes or no? I wasn't making a judgment. I was just asking a question. I got a lot of no's very quickly. No, I don't. But then every once in a while I'd get one, well, it's just a word. 
Well, that means, yes, you do enjoy it. I mean, there's no in-between. It's black or white. Either you do or you don't. And somebody said, oh, black and white, over and out. You know, they, they were saying, you're just being black and white. Well, it's just a survey. That's all. I'm, I'm just asking you. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer it. And some people stated, um, you know, if one guy stated it, I feel sorry for people that don't allow themselves to use profanity to relieve their stress. I mean, what would we do if we couldn't do that? I mean, th- things like that. So what I saw in some of these statements were, were a people that, that don't seem to have any scruples when it comes to inappropriate behavior. Now, that's been going on since the dawn of time. We know that. But what is happening with the people that said, no, I don't enjoy that, versus the people that say, ah, it's no big deal? Is it the way we're raised? Is it a spiritual uh, awakening that we've had? What has been going on? And I'm telling you that I sit in these 12-step support meetings and I hear people on a regular basis spouting out stuff that's inappropriate, disgusting, and just, you know, I mean, belittling women. I mean, and they supposedly have had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps? I don't think so. I don't get it unless there's just a whole bunch of people that haven't had an experience with our creator like some of us have had. That doesn't make us better people. I mean, it doesn't make me any le- more loved than you. But what is it? I, I just, I, I, I just, and so what I'm saying is when you, when you experience this relationship with God, something changes. If something isn't changing in the way you present yourself, something's wrong. Well, what hope would you have to move forward? Going back to the, that, if you didn't, if you if you didn't have that, and there wasn't some change in your life, yet if you had nothing, no experience to, to draw on, except your old experiences. Yeah, see, and so I think the spiritual comes first, and then this, this you have a physical, you know, like let's look at one of the things that's happened to me is that I stopped the potty mouth. Because did you of, stop it, or did it? was it a change that took place in your no, life? No, but some man, well, it, it was because a man told me that that he stopped hearing me because of my dirty mouth. Oh, but what you were saying was right me. on, but he couldn't hear your message because of that. He said, you have a good message, but you you're, have a dirty mouth. So I, I asked God to help me clean it up. And God did. Well, I I stopped doing it. Yeah. And I stopped. And one of the reasons that propelled me to do it was because I couldn't be heard and I wanted to be heard. Mm. You see, I wanted to, to pass this thing along. And it was hampering that. Yeah. You see. And the other thing that took place for me, and I was able to draw on it, to, to go right directly to the ninth step, is you know how they say... Economic security would leave us, right? You know, I'm, I, 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 I'm not worried about my finances today. Yeah, I'm just not, and I don't have a lot of money, right? You know what I mean, right? But I'm in a, in a pretty good position too. But, uh, but I, uh, uh, I, I worried about that constantly. Sure, you know, and as, and as a young man growing up and didn't have enough money, and that's gone. I wonder why. I don't think it's just because I'm an older man today. 
Marv, you look like you're deep in thought there, buddy. Oh, I am. <laughs> share. Share. I, well, I don't know that I'm ready to do that. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> well, <clears throat> you know how I've kind of, on the last few programs, harped on progress. Right. Not perfection. Yeah. Actually, what I was just thinking about was Moses. Okay. Now, uh, you, if you read the Bible about the story of Moses, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> he grew up uh, uh, in Egypt, so mm -hmm. he was getting all of their education. But at the same time, he, he kept uh, his belief was in God, not a calf or a... Right. You know, so, and the Bible says that um, he was uh, educating in all the Egyptian sure. you know, ways. Okay, at 40 years old, he left Egypt. And at 80 years old, I believe it was, he got the burning bush experience. Yeah. So for 40 years, or if you want, go back to his birth for 80 years, what was the progress being made that brought him to a point of being able to lead the Israelites pe yeah. people out of Egypt? So then, as I look at these steps, and I think about Moses, I think about Abraham, I think about Paul. How many years was it before Paul was really effective in his ministry mm -hmm. to the Gentiles? Mm -hmm. oh, I think over 14, something like that. Yeah. So Okay, so my point is um, we don't really know what goes on with these people that are, that are doing the things that we've been talking about. And what their progress is. Uh, one thing I'm convinced, because I've seen it in person, mm -hmm. is that people who come into AA and, and uh, really stomp or beat on the table about being an atheist and I don't, I'm not going to go along with this and all this stuff, change. And, and I have one person in particular that the change is absolutely miraculous, mm -hmm. astounding. Mm -hmm. He was a dyed-in-the-wool atheist in the program, and by God, he wasn't going to, you know, go mm -hmm. along with all this stuff, mm -hmm. but he did. Okay, <clears throat> so what's my point of all this verbiage? Spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection? Is that what you're getting yeah, at? Yeah, and, and we see this stuff like what you've seen on your Facebook and mm -hmm. and this news thing work, with yeah. the lady and um, <clears throat> my part of it my opinion is that God's working in their life I get that you know, whether, whether, <clears throat> let me play devil's advocate for a minute though it, it, it is it says spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection I, I get the spiritual perfection side I do but it still says progress and that's what I'm trying to point out. So if there's no progress. But 
maybe something's seriously it took wrong. Eighty years for Moses get to the <clears throat> point where he could serve God. So we don't know what that rate of progress is. True. Yeah, I, I don't know that I can argue that. <laughs> I really can't. You know. Yeah. Um, um. I. You know what I guess it is, and, and here's my very hum, humanistic side: is I want the best for people. Sure. And, and, sure. and, and I, I hate to see people. I hate to see people suffer unneedlessly in their but, own <laughs> mire and yuck. You know what I'm they, saying? They don't even know they're suffering. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Because the guy that said, old high school buddy of mine, I feel sorry for people that can't express themselves by using profanity and stuff to relieve stress. Um, I think he really believes that. I, I, I think I don't think he's being mean. I think he really believes that. I, I wish that we had our camera. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I want to be seen, but. Marv is right about the progress, but it says spiritual progress. Right. And if we're not relying upon God, what are we relying upon? Self, usually. Right. Goes right back to relying upon self. So we got this core of our being that's selfish and self-centered. That's what we found out mm -hmm. when we did this steps one through uh, a seven. We have this core. That's who we are. Yeah. And we've been operating now this selfish and self-centered core. That had everything to do with our beliefs. That had everything to do with our values. And that had everything to do with our conduct. And everybody wants us to go out here and change this conduct. See? Mm -hmm. and, and work on that. And what AA, I believe, is trying to teach us is that if we've had some sort of spiritual awakening, we see our problem and we've ask God into our lives, then we try to work out of this spiritual center. And we try to grow from that and have that have everything to do with our beliefs. So then, then the spiritual progress happens. Then it, it, our values change and then our conduct changes. That way we change from the inside out. Spiritual progress. But what we want to do is go back and rely upon ourselves. Remember, driving who's driving the bus and then he's a co-pilot and i right, keep taking right, it back right. and all the things we hear it's because it's a very difficult thing and that's why we have these 12 steps yeah to evaluate ourselves and see where we're at and that's why we have sponsors you see what i mean mm -hmm. for we can talk to them and they can get us back centered me and marv uh, uh talk to one another all the time about these things for we can Bring each other back to our center for we can live out of that instead of out of our circumstances. Right. You see? Right. So, I mean, it's really important for to, to, to see what's going on here. And I believe that's what we're supposed to be learning to do is, is live out of that spiritual life and not this secular life. But we're carrying that with us. <laughs> so, so when I was hearing you talk about Marv about about Moses and him being steeped in the Egyptian ways, um, I was thinking about okay, so the way they talk, the inflection in their voice, um, maybe some of the slangs, maybe some of the inappropriate words that might. I'm sure there was inappropriate words back then too. Um, <clears throat> 
even though he was following God, being steeped in that, that would almost naturally kind of carry on with him for a while and would fall off as a process of his relationship and growing with God. Hey, because, God talked to him and Moses didn't want to go. Right, right. <laughs> so he probably you know. did and said some things that were a little less than spiritual in well, his he, process, right? Yeah, he yeah. killed a guy. He killed a guy. Yeah, he killed a guy. Before he left yeah. Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he disobeyed. He struck a rock. He wasn't supposed to do that. I mean, so, so yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But that's, I don't like it. That's... <laughs> That's why I say for us to go out and really well, make a proper amends is this is this forgiveness thing, because look all that God had forgiven Moses for, and then look at your own life and see oh, all these. Oh yes, I know before. you're right, and, and I think you're part right. part of what I'm trying to say, uh, in in everything is is to give these people who are new mm-hmm. uh, the idea that don't give up, right. You know, these promises are real, but they are coming after the fact. Right. And um, just don't give up. So if you've been used to saying the F word every other word, it may not fall off of you immediately. It may take a while. And it doesn't mean you're not growing, right? Sometimes quickly, sometimes Sometimes slowly. Well, I, I have a, a question. If if we tell them don't give up, what are we telling them not to give up to? Waiting well, for the... I think, uh, to me, that's what this program's all about. The great reality, the reality is Christ. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we are passing that on as we go and that's right why they don't give up very well yeah <laughs> they, they may <laughs> not understand but but don't let your misunderstanding get in the way you know hang yeah. in there <laughs> we, we're almost out of time uh and and i i suspected this wow. would happen um <clears throat> this went really quick uh, uh we're, we're going to uh address the ninth step promises next week so i i will say this it drives me loony when people and and, and it need, that's my problem, not theirs. But when people read the promises in meetings without explaining, these are the ninth step promises. Uh, that's fine if you want to read promises. Read some of the third step promises, maybe. Read some of the first step promises. Whatever. Give them all a chance. Give them equal time. But when we read the ninth step promises as here, are, will somebody please read the promises? Newcomers are going. Well, no, that stuff's coming true for me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, these are, are as a result of the ninth step. It yep. says if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, what phase? The amends phase. These things don't come true as a result of just walking in a room. Yeah, it's it's a real. I don't. We don't want to. We don't do this just to stay sober. But the benefits that we receive from this, yeah, are are just off the chart. The freedom that you get. Uh, I, I have that story about uh, my sponsor that I'll share next week. Okay. You know, about uh, the amends I made with her. Right. And uh, how that set me free. You and, know, uh, one of the things that just occurred to me is I don't think uh, 
when initially you walk into the rooms of AA, you realize it's a gift. Mm-hmm. So many times I've heard people with different periods of time under their belt, and they'll say, I earned this chair. Oh, God, that drives me crazy to do. And, yeah. and <laughs> one lady here, it's been a few months ago, I, I said, no, you did not earn that chair. That chair is a gift. AA is a gift. I believe it's divinely inspired. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she really got mad at me. <laughs> you know, but um, that's the whole thing. Everything that's been talked about and and what you've done in the past with this program and everything, it, it's extending God's gift to people. Amen. I hope so. So, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, you you can't uh, add or take I re- away. From, I really appreciate it. You can't so. add Thanks, or take away from grace. It's no longer grace, and you can't add or take away from a gift. Right. It's a gift. It. It really is. It's kind of like God. He is or he isn't. It's either a gift or it isn't a gift. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. Yeah. 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 Well, good stuff, guys. Uh, folks, don't forget, uh, email me. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get some comments on this, this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is a lot of fun, and, and you don't have to agree with us to comment. Comment anyway. We'll put you in your place, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, don't get offended, please. Don't get offended. Don't don't let what we say drive you crazy. Uh, you you know we're we're in process too. We we really are, and it doesn't matter how long you've been sober. It's about being restored to sanity, and sometimes we're just a little insane. Yes, we are indeed strangely insane at times. Listen, if you do want to comment on the shows, remember you're free to do that uh, here at our YouTube channel. Uh, if you have signed up on YouTube, also at our uh, email address at take12radio at comcast.net. Also on our Podomatic page, you can comment there. You can comment on our LinkedIn uh, page. You can comment on our WordPress page and all social media platforms. All right. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, and I'm wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Kitty, 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 kitty.